We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Bad Life Titans. Uh, I am Matt. With me is Anthony and Tom. And we are three gentlemen who have made bad life choices and ended up Titans fans. This is episode five. Welcome, gents. A pretty historic episode. Yep, yep. Big weekend yep. of footy. That's it. Yeah, no, episode five now. We're becoming seasoned vets. So, um, yeah, big week of footy, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about tonight but um yeah good bad and we got away with a win that's all that counts we got away with two like two epic wins for different for different reasons um that was a weekend anyway yeah it was a bit bit rough mine i yeah finally uh in true queenslander fashion i've come off the hospital bed i've been on a drip overnight um so, no, in all seriousness, had the had the COVID, had the Rona this week. So, um, yeah, thankfully it's at the end of it now. Otherwise, I'd I'd probably be late scratching. So, but um, no, d- doing well. Otherwise, just been sitting on the couch doing not not much actually. <laughs> yeah, nice, Tommy. Self. Yeah, can't, can't complain. Just study again. Looking after the nephew when he's been here. Trying to get him to watch the games as much as possible, even though he's only six months old. But... Um, <laughs> get him early, mate. That's right. I like it. I like it. That's it. Get, get him started young. Hate me when I'm 20, but... <laughs> yeah. That's it. He'll be on the, the podcast in 20 years' time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's generation. welcome. He'll be beating drums down, self, the, down, down the front row. Oh, mate, just working, you know. Back, 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 home, back to Melbourne today, and um, as I said, playing golf. Played golf on the way down, just just burgling, burgling all these uh, country courses on the way through, and looking forward to getting to see the kids on the weekend. So that'll be good, and off to see uh, down to meet stock on Sunday coming up. So yeah, busy, busy times. Painted, painted footy fields today when I got home. So just flat out, mate. Do it all. Oh, you know, keep busy, mate. <laughs> All in a day's work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's nah, good. My mate, uh, he runs a. Um, it's called Powerhouse Rugby down here in, in Melbourne, and he, he coaches all the kids. And they, they were. I uh, started at midday, and they was. I'd only just got one field done by four o'clock, so I went down and helped them, and we got it all done by by six thirty, seven o'clock, and which was good. So nah, it's good stuff. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, on to news. Um, first up, we're a bit of an injury uh, update for the for the NRLW side. Unfortunately, um, the Gold Coast Titans can confirm star back Ivania Polite will be unavailable for selection this week after succumbing to an ankle injury ankle injury in Sunday's win against the Broncos. 
26-year-old has been a live wire at fullback and centre across the NRLW season, uh, topping competition with 20, with uh, 27 tackle breaks and kick return metres of 215 and scored a pivotal try in the club's historic victory against Queensland rivals Brisbane Seabus. Hopefully, if the Titans qualify, she will be available in two weeks uh, for the semi-finals. Bit of a worry there, so it's starting a few injuries racking up and... Hopefully the boy, the girls can cover it this week against Newcastle. Yeah, it's a it's a massive loss, Polite. Um, I think it's pretty fair to say she's been our our best player um, over the season. So um, gonna gonna miss her cutout balls out to the wing and uh, just a running game, and uh, she even pulls off try savers. So um, yeah, no, it's that's probably the. Not that you want to lose any player, but that's probably the one player we didn't want to lose. So it's it's going to be a shame, um, especially with a must-win game this week and heading into finals in a, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, massive loss. That, that sucks big time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, it is unfortunate that she won't be there this week. Um, you know, like, like with been saying the entire time since the comp started you know she's just she just gets in and does the hard yards she's always dangerous always looking for the ball and um, ho- hopefully it's only like a week sort of a thing um, you know but I, I think we've got enough talent to get through this round and I mean Newcastle they, they were not good against the Dragons like it was just they're very... They're struggling. They haven't won a game. They did. So. They really did. And, we, and also, too, Georgia Hale, um, I think, has been suspended for a round as well, for a crusher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that was uh, last last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she, she will only be available if we make the semis. And yeah. Honestly, I would be very disappointed if we don't make the semifinals. Like, we're, we're in the best position to make it. We have a, you know, again, you, you never want to say too much in case the, it happens. But, I mean, realistically, we should be, beat Newcastle without Polite, without Hale. Because majority, most of the squad is still here. Like, it, it should be a win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. It, it should still be... Um... But yeah, unfortunately, us Titans fans, we've been guilty of saying that in the past with the men's men's side. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the girls are a different story. So, um, but yeah, obviously, Pleat and uh, yeah, I totally forgot about Hale. That's that's another huge loss. Um, I think um, it was you, Matt. I think you shared to the to the Twitter chat um, a couple of weeks ago a stat, something like she'd only missed, I think, like three or four tackles in nearly 250 of attempts. So yeah. it's yeah, oh, wild. She's crazy. crazy <laughs> player, so. That's, that's, that's crazy. No matter if it's men's, women's kids, whatever. Oh, mate, that's, yeah. That's metronome sort of efficiency. That is like, it's just. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, oh, it's going to be, a, they're both going to be huge losses, but um, hopefully, like you said, Tom, it's a one week for Ivania and one week for Georgia and, yeah, hopefully we can get them back and get the job done this week and have all hands on deck next week. Mm. Um, other news is uh, the news we've all been waiting for. Um, 
the Gold Coast Tides have uh, boosted their, their backline with signing in New Zealand international Jermaine Asako. Um, yes. For the remainder of the 2022 season, available to play fullback and wing, Asako joins the Titans after 77 games with the Broncos. Holbrook said he's excited to uh, excited about what Asako can offer the club for this season. Uh, Jermaine's experience at NRL level. He has great depth uh, outside backs and provides with coverage across both wing and fullback. Um, he goes on to say about how the depth of our roster and and, and yada yada yada. But uh, yeah, this is obviously only just for the 2022 season. And Jermaine has signed with the Dolphins for 2023. First thoughts is what the fuck? Um, look, it just it just. <laughs> This is this is not Brandon Smith. <laughs> no, no, no. He's nearly up there. He's up there, but uh, as the email said, it's a Kiwi international. So when I first saw it, I think I got whiplash picking up the phone. But um, yeah, it's uh, definitely not expected. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. I think a couple of years ago, I probably would have been thrilled jumping out of my seat, but um. Yeah, I think oh, it's. I think it's just a depth sort of. I guess it's handy to have. For him. Sure, I, it's insurance. Yeah. It's insurance for Jaden Campbell. Yeah, who is what like fifty kilos ring of wet. He's not going to last twenty six rounds. So no. instead of having to pull AJ out of the halves and running with Tana or, or, or Will or someone that you've got a ready made fullback that's proven. And is a big body and, and can play NRL standard fullback, and I guess that's that's all it is, you know. Like I, I don't in the wing stocks, like you wouldn't put him above um, Sami, Maju, or or, or Corey. Like, I don't think. Like maybe the Broncos fans would disagree, but I, I don't think we're going to sign him to to out one of those guys. So it's, it's I think for me, it's purely just a cover for Jaden Campbell. Yeah, I, I I can't say it being anything else, but but I mean, it would, like I, I'm I'm a big psycho fan. I really like him, and you know, I kind of I kind of got excited when I read that he had signed for us for the remainder of this year. But it's like anything, you know, you don't want someone that's only going to be here for a season, sort of taking over spots that you know, like like a Marge or Sami. You know, you don't want him taking those spots because you know, you need to keep developing Sami Marju, you know, a lot more than Asako does. And, and like you said, Matt, I think the biggest thing is it allows us to not have to change our halves at all this year, which is crucial to our success in the future. You know, we need AJ to be the in and out six now. We can't have him going back to full back for three games and going back to six for five, you know, full back for one, like, he needs to yeah. stay at the six. And yeah. like you said, having a psycho there allows that to happen. And he, I think, I think and if he plays any games this year, I think he'll just do the job. He'll get in, you know, show why the Dolphins have signed next year. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And, and you know, he's, he's played, he's played with Dave too. So there's a little bit of connection there. He, you know, oh, yeah. if he does get, a, does get a spot. He'll be able to link with Dave and, you know, it's it's not it's not you know. It, I, what does it say about the Broncos? Or what's going on there? Like what? Oh, you know what? How is he not in front of someone like David Mead or you know like Cobo's not going to last the whole year? Like surely, no. like it's, it's 
very strange for the Broncos to let him go. Yeah, it seems it seems pretty short sighted, especially if if they're planning to make a run for the eight, um, like that, like they're going crazy in the Facebook comments at the moment about it. So if you if you're planning to go into September, you is it not worth having someone like him on your books for just in case sure. if Cobbo goes down or Tessie, or Tessie goes down, yeah, yeah he can come back from injury. So oh, I don't know. I think it's crazy on their behalf and just safe from us just to have him in there. I suppose um, if something does happen, you've got a guy who can kick goals, kick field goals, and he's not he's no. not awful, awful. He's definitely first grade standards. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no. I think I think Parramatta needed him more than us. That was, that was the shocking part about it. <laughs> Oh, we've got to get one win over them. That's it. Shows the strength of the Titans. They want to come to us to play in reserve grade, mate. <laughs> um, over uh, starting for Parra. Would, would have been uh, a mate of mine on, on Twitter, um, Seagull Spur. Would have been, he said it would have just would have been would have been even like the icing of the cake, chef's kiss, if he said he chose the Titans over Parramatta because he wouldn't have won a premiership before he oh, went yeah. to the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> it would have, just would have been deluxe, but... Unfortunately, we didn't get it. That's all right. No. All right. Uh, Moving on to the results. First of all, on uh, Saturday, the Titans, 28, defeated the Broncos, 26, at Seabus Super Stadium on the first ever doubleheader at Seabus and the first ever double win uh, at the the stadium. And... Mate, how good. Um, tries to Hancock, Polite, Power, Peters with a double. Uh, Brianna Clark with two conversions and Braley Nardi with one and Clark with a penalty. The Broncos 26 came to uh, uh, Mosby Chelsea. Uh, Caitlin, uh, sorry, sorry, Mosby, Lena Doozy, Phillips, Chisalika. And Aiken, geez, I'm terrible with these names. And uh, Brown with three from five. Gents, what a historic victory for the Titans women. The Broncos, second ever loss in the history of the NRLW and first this year. Tommy, how'd you see it? Oh, mate, it was just such a good game to watch, I think. When we got up 12 nil in relatively quick succession, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. This is this is different. I see you, I see you girls. Um, but then, you know, being Titans fans, we well, I got quite nervous because they ended up blowing the lead and then it was 20 points to 18 at half time to Broncos. And I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be like the folks, isn't it? They show promise and then they just don't deliver. But to the girls' credit. And this is something that I think tells you a lot about not, not just the women, but just the club in general is, you know, they could have very easily had just given up at a lot of times, you know, like, you know, being down at half time after having such a good lead and then getting that lead back and going back down again. You know, there were a lot of times they could have given up and that squad is young. So a lot of those younger girls could have thought, oh shit, you know, are we going to actually have any chance or be, um, just sort of pair, you know, putting a bit of a contest in, but it's just it's just one of those games where you just got to stand and applaud. Like 
it's it's it was so good to see them playing the entire um, seventy minutes, and not that that has been something we have talked about. You know, they will play good for you know 30, 40 minutes, but there will be other periods where they just lose concentration, drop focus. You know, don't play and. The fact that that didn't happen, and I guess as well, probably because it was the first Queensland derby for the two clubs and um, in front of the Gold Coast fans, that probably did give them that bit of a push to keep going. Um, but yeah, just a lot better than the game previously against Parramatta. Um, you know, defensively, we were exposed here and there. I think that's just expected at the moment. Um, but even then, there were times when Brisbane, you know, were near our line and we held them out. We, you know, had good scrambling defense. We just applied the pressure to them, and it, again, it really showed at the end. But um, you know, I'm just trying to think. You know, Shania Power. You know, she had a great try where, Fantastic. you know, it shouldn't have happened, but she just took the ball. Looked and looked and looked, saw the opening and just went through and scored a ripper. Um, and I think that moment for me was sort of like the, um, I don't know, sort of, it's that sort of moment in a game where the rest of the team looks like it goes, oh shit, you know, we can do this. You know, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our, our teammates just did this. We, we can do this. And ultimately, it happens. And I mean, Brianna Clark. Absolute ice in the veins to keep that conversion. Like, because I, I won't lie, I was quite nervous when we decided to take the two because she had a previous kick off a try that was a lot closer and she, I think it like went under the bar. <laughs> so being 32 meters out of something, I, like, I was nervous, but to her credit, she put the boot through it and got it over. And yeah, it was just. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that pass. The pass for that for the last for the winning try, like that that was just that like that's highlight reel for many many years sort of stuff. Like not only to to just ice the game against your biggest rival, but to like ice the game against the reigning back to back premiers, mate. That is, and you build legacies off that sort of stuff, like. Yeah, yeah, that was just thread the needle at the death. Like, mate, hook that in my veins. Oh, br- <laughs> brilliant to see. Exactly right. It, yeah. Oh, you could live off that. It's oh, it was just beautiful. And yeah, I think it was just. It's always bloody good to beat the Broncos, no matter what. But um, especially as you said, undefeated, reigning premiers, they uh, got a sort of scary shadow around them. So I think to do that, it was just you could see the emotion at the end there like they'd won the grand final, the girls. So, bloody good on them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think one, just the one moment, I think... Themselves to be, confirm themselves to be the big sister in the in the relationship too. Oh, is, you know, what's new? Another... What's new? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we own the Broncos in every every gender, every everything. So, um, yeah, but no, I thought one moment stood out for me. I think we were up 22-20 and we got a penalty and didn't find touch. And um, I thought, oh, here we go. Um, the Broncos then scored and got in front 24 or 26, 22. And I thought, oh, bloody hell, here we go. That's, that's game well and truly over. The, 
started making a few errors, but no, they just fought and fought back. And um, as you said, that beautiful pass to set up the winner and yeah, the rest is history. That was great. It was, it was good to see. And just to see the, like the, the emotion when they, when in the team song, like just, you can just see how much it means to them. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've got a bit of a take here and, and pull me up if I'm out of line, but this win is bigger in in, in terms of, of, of our club than when the men first beat the the, the men Broncos. Like, am, am I like is that is that a wild take or is that like? No, I can I can see some merit behind it because it's like the domination of the Broncos women's side. Like, it's obviously the women's comp hasn't been around for much, unfortunately, but it's that's one of the most dominating sides in probably any women's sport around the country or worldwide. So they're just bloody, they're a scary team. So I think to knock them off. Not just women's side, like sport in general. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're one, they've lost once before yeah, this. exactly. Yep, yep, that's right. So I think, yeah, I don't think it's out of line what you're saying. It's it's definitely to, to knock them off. It's not easy to do as, as it's been shown and, um, even some of the sides that are above us on the table or that have played in the NRLW for the last few years, they haven't been able to do it. So, no, nah, I think I think I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's good to see. Just it gives them a good little launching pad too. You know, if they can get over the Knights and secure a, a finals berth, it gives them that belief that they they're capable and you know, like anything is possible. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. All right, moving on to the men's. Um, It's a round out of the doubleheader. And uh, the Gold Coast Titans defeated the New Zealand Warriors 20 points to 18. Tries to the Titans, uh, 20 points from the Titans came from Bo Firma in the very first minute of the game. Greg Marju with a double, the ghost of Titan, the ghost of Seabus emerged as the defender of the Gold Coast. Um, and Phil Sami with the icing on the cake in the 57th minute. Toby Sexton, two from four. Tries. To uh, sorry, the 18 points for the Warriors came from Egan, Montoya, Pompey, and Reese Walsh. Perfect with the boot, three from three. Um, the Titans looked like they were going to score 90 points after three minutes, and I just don't know what happened. They just fell apart. They, they just, as as Justin said in the in the press conference, it was hot. They've had two hot games in a row. Give them a, give them a break, but. Geez, you don't like to see that drop off. No, definitely not. It was, um, yeah, as you said, when AJ sliced through and barely had sat down with the bloody chocolate in hand. <laughs> um, don't blame you. It's been been COVID this week. So, but uh, yeah, barely sat down on the couch and AJ sliced through and gave it to good old Bowie um, who ran the distance. You thought, God, we might be on here. Um but then, you know, with Marju, two quick doubles um, before the 25th minute, you thought, oh, th- th- this is easy, you know. 
that don't don't even need to pay much attention. We've got this one in the bag, but yeah, I don't know. They just sort of just sort of I don't know if it got too comfy or um, just as you said, missing missing that trial a couple of weeks beforehand. They looked just absolutely out on their feet um, with the heat and everything like that. So um, oh, it's it's disappointing to let it go because these are the games against. Um, the Warriors who's probably probably looking at a bottom four finish. You sort of these are the games you want to win by the big margins. You don't want to leave it until the very last minute. But um yeah. I think I think it's promising that they're they're the games we usually lost in years gone by. So to 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 win games where you probably probably deserve to lose, that's that's a good good thing in my opinion. It shows we're we're hopefully getting a bit stronger. Yeah, and like their, their first try come off Sami just handing the ball over, um, you know, in good field position. And then like he was, he made a half break and then, then just offloaded it blind to a defender. And then their last try was dubious at best. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you could almost say that they were unlucky to be down at the half break, but, you know. It's um, you got to win ugly. Yeah, you got to do that sometimes, and like like you said, Anthony, I think the fact that we went out on one of this game is starting to show a little bit of that, like that grittiness, that ugliness that we need sometimes, because um, that's what we lacked a lot of last year. You know, we didn't have that really there. You know, I think it was pretty much oh, you know, we just wouldn't win you know, 12 plus every week. And of course you want to see that happen, but realistically it won't. And it's got to be games where you have to play the long game and not just, you know, the first 20, 30 minutes and think the game's won. And, you know, that that's what happened on a weekend. And yeah, I just don't know how to feel about the game. Like I'm happy with one and, you know, didn't lose, but I guess it's just that we could have done better than what we actually did, especially after the, like the first 10 minutes. And I said, I didn't see much of the first half, but the first 10 minutes, it looked like it was just going to be a whitewash to us. You know, we were rolling up field. We were just dominating. And then, um, yeah, we just, we just let look too comfortable. We just got complacent, I reckon. And, yeah, I don't know how to feel, honestly. I'm sort of, I've sort of been like, yeah, it's great we won, great that we, you know, showed a bit of grittiness, a bit of ugliness in our side, but at the same time, it's sort of like, ah, oh, geez, we should have won that game a lot more and should have played a lot better throughout the 80. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, I agree that's my turn. As, as, as Justin said, though, in the, in the press conference, you know, like, those are the sort of games that we lose and for, for them to, we normally lose and for them to just hang in there. You know, once again, they didn't let in, they didn't let in a try in the second half. So, you know, they scored 18 points in what, you know, 15 minutes and then they held them out again for, for 40 minutes. Like yep. in, in hot conditions, everyone, like the guys were cramping up for feeder was spent, you know, lost the, didn't, didn't play the last 20 odd minutes because he had cramps. You know, the guys were struggling 
and they still found a way to keep them out. They're under the pump. They come back and they found a, like a pretty bloody good try. You know, AJ with the cutout pass to Sami for the, for the ice. Like, there's a, yes, it wasn't great. And you want to see them putting on 40 for the, for the Warriors. And then I know I said that they should have been putting on 40 and I'd be up, upset if they didn't. And I am upset. But for the way they won it and, and how they went about it, even though they put themselves in that position, you still got to be happy that they're, they're finding ways to win. Yeah, oh, for sure. And that, that was sort of the thing that I really liked about Holbrook when he came in 2020 because at the back end, you know, when we were on that massive win streak or like five games or something, we were winning games like that. You know, we weren't, you know, and I mean, obviously, you know, we were coming off a wooden spoon here, but there was that that creditiness, that ugliness to, you know, to do everything possible to win. And to say that come back is a big positive because like I mentioned last year, we didn't really have that. And then, now, that we saw that against the Warriors, which, as we all know, is a side that we usually lose to, it was just really good to see that happen. And yeah. hopefully that sort of win, that, you know, again, that ugly, gritty, hard-earned win will sort of stick throughout the year because, I mean, we've got a tough couple of rounds coming up after Raiders and Tigers in the next two weeks. You know, we've got... Eels, Panthers, Roosters, mainly like it's going to be tough. And we need to be that. Yeah. No, exactly. You'll you'll take a win over a loss every day of the week. Um, no matter how you gotta get it done. As you said, Tom, heading into that that tough draw at the back end of the next few weeks. So um, and I think as you as you said, Matt. Um, I think the pleasing thing, we didn't concede any tries in the second half and watching the game, the, the Warriors were peppering our line for, for a good 20, 25 minutes of that half, that second half. So um, they, they got, oh, I'm not sure exactly, but I think they got about three or four repeat sets and we were making some silly errors. So they, they had their chances, the Warriors, but I think that's that's one thing we've always had the attack, people have said, but I think this game we showed that we, although against the Warriors, but we have that gritty sort of resilience. Resilience that, that that's what you need if you want to knock off the top teams. You need to learn that mental toughness. So, um, and I think uh, other pleasing thing for me was um, uh, one of my favourites, AJ. He was, I think, in his first game in five eight um, in four or five years. He was he was unreal. I thought he set up two tries, including the, the one that turned into the match winner. And um, he just, he looked good and comfortable all afternoon. It didn't look rusty or out of shape. He, he just sort of slotted straight in there, I thought. So that was... Something. He compliments Toby so well. Oh, brilliant. Like, like Doug, I can't wait for them to have a full year together. Like, if that just... Yeah, he's got it there, mate. Like the, the, any any doubts you had about him being able to play that that role was pretty much quashed within thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> that third <laughs> more. <laughs> uh, and and Jay, I thought Jaden like his his cutout pass. Um, his cutout pass to to um, to Greg, where where you know he cut he drew he drew him in looked like he was going for feeder. 
cut them all out and put Greg away. I thought that was great. Um, and and what about Fafita's catch and pass like that? That, oh, was, some, that was some skill. That was crazy. Boy. If he can start, if he can start throwing one or two of them in a game, he's going to find himself in a lot more open territory because he can't have the the, the A and B defenders from the wing coming in and 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 crowding him. If he can start throwing some cut out balls or some long balls to the winger, he's going to have to find himself with a lot more space on the outside. And his inside men are going to have a lot more space because the inside men are going to have to rush in and, and cover him. So guys like Campbell and, and, and Toby and, and, and AJ are going to have a field day on the inside. So more of that, please, Dave. Definitely. Yep, yep. No, that's right. He adds another sort of bow to the, the weapon. He adds another weapon to him um, if he can do that a little bit more consistently. But um, then I'll, I'll say I, I was a bit sort of harsh on Twitter after the game to JC. Um, I just, he, he really, he had a, he had a pretty solid game. He, as you said, the beautiful cutout ball and um, he still made about 130 metres or so. Um, but I think yeah. with him, it's just about, he doesn't need to be the, he doesn't need to be the, the man that does it all. I think a couple yeah. of times he sort of had Fafita where he could have given a bit of early ball and Fafita had a bit of, space it looked like he, he just thought he could sort of run it himself which he's a young guy he's going to be confident like that but um I think if he can yeah that, yeah. that play you, you need to give it to Fafita a couple of times and let Fafita run rampant and let him let because the only time that works consistently is when Fafita's already trampled them two or three times and he draws the defenders in if you're just going to dummy it every time they're not going to they're going to lay off him. So you got to lay you know, like, wait, the guy is being paid a million dollars a year, 15 million, you know, 15, $1.5 million a year. Like, yeah. let him do his job. Exactly. Yep. No, that's right. You're 12 years old, you know, <laughs> let the man, let the man do the work. <laughs> let the man, <laughs> let the man get punched in the tackle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah. So just going on to that with Dave, like, what's going on there, man? Like, I, I'm gonna back him from 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 here to, to to the end of time, but like, come on, man, that's eight eight runs. He had eight eight hit ups for for sixty nine meters. He had the pass, which set up the try, which is great. And and look, I know our attack is heavily left side um, favored, but like. And, and I'm a big Bo Firma fan, but like if, if, we, if we're paying him 1.5 million, why don't we put him on the left and just let him run rampant and see what Bo can do on the right? Like, I just, I just don't know what, what, what to make of it. Like, is it, you know, he was probably going to come out this weekend and score 10 drives and, you know, 10 line breaks, but it's just, it's getting hard to defend him when he's, he's not getting involved. And, and I don't know whether it's us, whether it's it's a coaching thing or it's, it's you know, whether it's a, it could be everything, you know, it could be him not wanting to get involved and us not getting him involved. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Like I think, like just speaking about it now, like last year, I guess the whole thing was, you know, we were giving it too much to Fafita and, you know, just, you know, giving him really poor ball, um, you know, saying, hey, look, you know, you've got the ball, now go do something. So yeah, I feel yeah. like that's obviously something they've tried to avoid this year, but I feel like it's gone too far the other way now, yeah, where yeah. 
the which is purposely not going to the right end. And look, th- there are times in a game where you know, like it's not it's not a Tano or Moe. We covered that last week. It's not the guy that should come into the middle every single set and just quite off the field. But there are times in a game where he needs to get in the middle and do some of the hard yards because, like we say, he has the ability to, ability to do something, get nothing, and that can be crucial in, yeah. you know, a big game. You know, it's tight where tying or losing, winning even. You know, you get him in the middle, he can make that tackle break and get Jaden or AJ on the outside of him and pass it. And yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I said, I don't know what to make it either. Like, uh, it's just, it's, it's hard because, uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it is. It's, um, oh, as you said, uh, uh, I'm a big Dave believer and supporter, but, um, yeah, it, like you said, Tom, it's it's almost as if the, the criticism last year was it was like a PlayStation Two game. Just give it to Dave and, and see what he could see, see how many blokes that he cramp on his way. Um, but yeah, it's like this year they're trying to prove that oh, you know, we can. We're a football side. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean to, to the Titans' credit too, like I'm pretty sure Ash was playing on the on the. Um, on, on the on the Warriors' right hand side, and you, you're going to try and exploit that every day of the week, and um, so you're always going to run your attack through there. But uh, you know, there were a couple of times, you know, as I said, I, I haven't seen much of the game, but there's a couple of times where you you pointed out Anthony, like JC, just sort of, I, I don't know, it just it just I need to sort out that right side that right side attack because. I don't think Paddy's getting much ball and, and Marju's only getting the cutout pass and it's just something something's not right on that right hand side. And yeah. Yeah. If, if, if they can if they can get that firing as well, and you've got that left side that is pretty much locked in. If you can get that right side locked in and, and, and get that going and I don't know whether it's it's if AJ drifts around or, or, or I don't know what it it just looks like they've got no room. I don't know what it is. Like they just look so cramped on that right side and I just can't explain it. No, no, exactly. It does look like that. It it looks as almost everything's rushed, whereas the left side's just been it's been gorgeous footy over that side of Kelly, mm-hmm. Sammy, Fermor, AJ. It's it's looked slick, but yeah, I don't want to be too critical, but I, I feel like it's just there's not really a it doesn't look like a sort of dangerous combo with, with Toby and, and Dave at the moment. I, I don't know if it's just got to be ironed out sort of over the year or at training, but it, they just don't look like they're clicking. Um, no, they're not, they're not on the same page. No, no, they're, they're sort of, uh, obviously they're both great individual players, but hopefully for our sake, they can work out and make things look a bit smoother. But as you said, it if it goes on a bit longer, obviously Dave played a bit of both sides last year, but, he really started his domination on that left side. So whether you look at doing that, but you don't want to sort of break up that left side at the moment. So it's a, oh, it's a bit of a hard one, but hopefully over the weeks it'll become smoother and we won't have to make any drastic changes, but have to keep an eye on it for sure. Mm. And I thought Ash looked all right, you know, just sort of touching on former Titan, you know, a couple of good touches and a couple of tries. and. Good to see him. Good to see him playing footy. Yeah, shame is 
I think he's very injured hip or something. I just yeah, yep. yeah. It's just it's one of one of those guys who the the football mentality is there. I just I just don't see him playing many more seasons solely because of the hip. You know, it's been such a big issue for him for a few years now, and I, I just don't know how long he keep going with all the surgeries and yeah. whatnot. It's terrible. It's, yeah, as you said, he. I think he, that that was his whole problem the last couple of years with us was the hip injury. So um, obviously, yeah, no lateral movement. And... Oh, it yeah. affected his mental health too. So oh, just hopefully they get around him and sure he's got a great family by the looks of it so uh, yeah just terrible you want to you want to see him go well obviously not against us but um yeah you want to see him back playing footy but his body his body just has other ideas which is such a shame at least he's not stuck in new zealand yeah although they might be heading back there i think i heard today they might might be looking at a home game against the tigers in i don't know if it was a couple of months time or a, Something like that, so... Yeah, right. No, I'm good on them. That's, that'd be like nearly... That's two years. Jeez. Long time. Two and a half now. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Uh, we will move on to the previews. Um, first up, the Titans are taking on... Uh, hang on, we'll start again because I haven't got that up. Okay, moving on to previews. On Saturday night, the Titans take on the Canberra Raiders down there at uh, GIO Stadium. Titans are unchanged lineup for the third week in a row, which I think is a record for us. It's uh, good stuff. Um, there's no changes at all. Yeah, uh, taking on the Canberra Raiders, who have been straight. They got Buddy Wallop by the the Cowboys of all teams um, on the weekend. And this is a very, very winnable game. Oh. Yeah, it it really is. And like we were just saying, these are the games we have to win. You know, we can't, you know, just try and put up a good fight against those top teams. Like, these are the games that like, I, I think this is going to be a very ugly game to a degree. Because you know Raiders and Canberra, you just don't know what you're going to get with them now. Yeah. Um, but you know we've got to win this game. It it'll be good as well. Like we win this week, then we have the West Tigers get that. That's three on a trot, and then we have all this confidence with hopefully a completely unchanged side. Um, you know, it's 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 a big big game for us, and I said it's only around three, but I feel like now that because we are so determined to make the eight again, because that's the expectation on us now, every game seems so important to our season now. It really which, does, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And we haven't, I don't think we've really felt that for years now. Like last year, obviously, you know, making the eight was great, but we were sort of on the impression of, you know, if we make the eight, fantastic. If we don't, eh, you know, it has its negatives, it has its positives. Where this yeah. year it's like okay, no, every game is crucial it's to our top, season. It's top eight or bust this year, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And we haven't had that since probably 2017, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
you know, coming up against the Raiders, like, like you said, they got walloped by the Cowboys, but they managed to beat the Sharks the week before. So it's sort of like, are they a good side or, you know, a Cowboys battle? They've been somewhat a bogey side for us too over the years, although by memory, we have sort of traded with them with home games. So home game, like our home games we lose, their home games we win. So hopefully that bodes well for us. Hopefully, yeah. I just I just really want to see an 80-minute defensive performance this week because yeah. like we've talked about, we defend really well in the second half for whatever reason. But it's that first 40 we struggle. It just seems to be the first 40 is where everything happens because we attack really well in the first 40 and then the second 40, it's so much more like defence, defence, defence. So I think this week if we can put in an entire 80-minute performance in attack and defence, yeah. you know, we should be coming away with the win here and hopefully, like we've mentioned, I'm hoping that, for feeder and get a few more touches on a ball this week and really open up because their back line, like besides Cottridge and Rapana, it's it's not awful, but it's not great. And I think Fafita can really exploit that. Yeah, I mean, well, Fafita's up against Corey Harrower and Nora, who's, who's no slouch. So it's, it's going to be a good, a good, good battle out there. And, you know, I, Rapana, he's a Titans killer. Um, former former Gold Coast great. Um, <laughs> it's you just yeah. I mean, it, it's it's weird. Like normally, normally you've got to go, you've got to sort of you've got to feel for how they're running by you know a couple of rounds in. And you, this is a big test. Like you know they they showed a lot against the Eels and they probably should have won. They did enough to win against the Warriors who they should have probably won quite easily against. So, as you said, Tom, if, if they can put on an 80-minute defensive side, then 80-minute uh, defensive performance, then they should, they've got enough points in them to, 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 do the, to do the Raiders. And, but it just depends on what sort of Raiders side turns up too. Like, they are the epitome of rocks and diamonds at the moment. Yeah. No, that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, as you boys have touched on, uh, uh, they beat the Ray, they beat the Sharks in round one, and you sort of thought, oh, is the Green Machine back? And um, then they just fell apart. <laughs> they looked they looked terrible against the Cowboys. Um, I, I don't know if whether you can blame sort of the the early year North Queensland heat for that or what it was, but um, it, these are always the ones I sort of get scared of the. Playing at camp yeah. where we um outside of last year where we put about 40, 44 or something on them. Um Not for a while. Yeah, it's it's usually been either we get belted or we sneak away with a, a last minute win. So um hopefully we can change the luck and uh, as you boys have said, it's these are the games you gotta really win and win pretty comfortably if, if we're serious about being a, a contender. So Hopefully, Look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm off. I'm off the. We need to win well, like win comfortably. Train at the moment. Like I just want to get the points in the bag, and then you know, if, if as long as, as long as we're winning, and we've got the points, and we've got that buffer zone, then great. And then everything will fall into place during the year. Like, you know, we've seen with Justin's team the last couple of years that they 
they build and they stuff gels. Yep. So if they, as long as they, you know, these are the games that they need to win because they're the ones that they should be winning. As long as they get the two points and, and, and you know, there's the no injuries and, and the, the things are starting to improve, I'm changing my tune. I'm just, just get the win. Just get it done. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, that's just, oh, that's uh, for sure. Win. For sure. You just, you just want to get a win no matter what. Anyone that says, you know, oh, I don't think we deserved it today, they're a bloody liar. Um, you'll, you'll take a win no matter what. Um, Absolutely. And... Yeah, it's, it, I, I hope they don't take it lightly. Obviously, it's it's easy to look at the Raiders at the moment and say, oh, they're without their halfback and now that their hooker's gone, their long-term hooker, Josh Hodgson. You know, we should be able to cruise this in. I hope they're not thinking like that. And I think right. they're probably mature enough not to. Um, but, yeah, it's... I it's, mean, they're without their big, you know, the big devastating loss of Ryan James this year too is, is going to kill him, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the yeah. the coffin, I think. So. <laughs> exactly. But um, no, get it done, boys. And um, yeah, hopefully, as you said, we're two two from three, and we can keep building um, until those games get a little bit harder in a few weeks later. Yeah, agreed. Titans thirteen plus. Easily. And uh, moving on to Sunday at uh, twelve p.m. down up at Suncorp Stadium. Um, Titans NRLW side are taking on the Knights. Um, the ins for the Titans: Griffin, Hanson, Moss, and Dam. Out, uh, obviously, Pulley and Hale. Um, Feifua moves into the fullback role, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much the main change. Is that right? As we said before, the Knights are going terribly awful. If that's if you can, that's being nice. Uh, this is a game they win this and they're they're in the finals. Yeah, is that right? Like if yeah, one that's... they're in, and otherwise they're banking on other results. I, I think I think what it basically is that the Roosters have to beat Saint George thirty points or more if we win. Yep, but that's not going to happen after last week. And look, it it's like anything. The win is there. We have to decide. We've showed that last week. And the only player at the Knights that I'm even remotely concerned about was two of them is the fullback, uh, Romy Tetzel. I don't know. And the um, halfback, Kira Deep, who's in this week, they're probably the other two players. I'm sort of like, okay, they can create something, but I'm just, I don't know, this this is one of those games where it's just sort of like, uh, we, we should be winning this 13 plus. Like, yeah, it, it, it really should be. And our attack last week, like I said, was sensational to watch in the first 15 minutes, you know, we just kept putting the pressure on them, didn't, um, you know, let them have anything really easy, uh, you know, and, and I think I would feel a bit more confident if we had Polite and Hale, but, you know, the girls that are in their spots, I have full faith in them. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I just think it'll be 13 plus. I don't see Newcastle really being in it for a whole lot. I think the first 10 minutes it'll be tight, but I think then the space will open up and 
it, it'll be wraps. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I'm saying this week. Yeah, I sure hope you're right. Uh, and yeah, realistically, hopefully that's the result. Um, they've been going going like a busted at the moment, Newcastle. So um, it'd be it'd be good, especially on the back of last week, all the emotion and the reaction after beating the Broncos. It'd, it'd be really nice to to um, get it done and build on that again. But um, yeah, obviously. It's, it's a couple of missing for us. It's one of those danger games you don't want to, as I said, with the men's take lightly. So, but yeah, you should sure be hoping that finals on the line, everything like that, it leads to a tight. Yeah, it's got to. This is it. This, this, this is the this is the big test of the mentality of where they at too. Like as you said, finals are on the line. It's win or go home. So. They pretty much have to win every game now from, from here to the, to the end of the year to, to, to win it. So they've got to win out. So they've, they've shown that they can beat the best. Let's see if you can back it up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's something like I touched on, I guess, with the, um, with the younger players in the side. Like, obviously, you go and beat, you know, the standard of the game and, you know, to do it in front of your home crowd was sensational to watch. But that mentality, like you we've said, is crucial because you don't want to come into this week going, oh, shit, we beat Broncos last week, the best team in the game. Now, you know, we should waltz through the nights, the worst team in the comp. Like, you can't have that mentality. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that's where, like, the likes of Steph Hancock have really been talking this week. Get it through to them, you know, doesn't matter. We beat Brisbane last week. That's in the past. Now we've got a new opponent and we have to play the whole game this week. Doesn't matter if they're last. Doesn't matter if they're first. Whatever. You know, last week, result doesn't matter now. It's this week and this week only. Yep. Agreed. Titans 13 plus. Again. <laughs> Good weekend. Put it in your, put it in your multis. <laughs> back to back. Anthony, Twitter questions. Yes, yep. Yeah, got got some more questions from our, our gorgeous viewers out there. So um, they are gorgeous. They are. They're beautiful. They always hit us up with the questions. So um, no, thanks very much again for sending them all in. So um, yeah, we'll start uh, with our mate. He's he's changed his moniker a little bit. He's uh, Prince Philip, Callum Malaki. Um, <laughs> it's it's a two parter. Uh, he's got is. Number one, is this the best depth we've ever had at the club? And number two, uh, why the fuck were we given a 2 p.m. game in March? I have third-degree burns from the weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> take it away, boys. Take it away. <laughs> uh, to answer question one, yes. 100%. No question about it. This is the best depth we've had from top to bottom. Apart from Dorka and halfback but every other position without a doubt we've got cover uh also 2 p.m games in march are death at the sea bus but 2 p.m games at any time of the year at sea bus are death i don't know what it is about that eastern stand but it seems to have a uv factor of nine thousand. like oh <laughs> it's so true it is just it's just <laughs> horrible yeah <laughs> 
No, you're not wrong. It's it's bloody terrible earlier in the year that the sun just absolutely melts you. Um, which honestly, if you're getting flogged like years gone by, if you're getting flogged by 30, <laughs> it's just a bad time. afternoon's gone bad enough already. You just want to cave it in. So especially especially if you're sitting like above like the halfway mark in the stands, like if you're in the top tiers, like you are getting roasted all game. Yep. Definitely yeah. get a bloody break. So, yeah. What, what about you, Tommy? You, how do you see the depth and and the bloody heat as well? <laughs> uh, well, I'll start with the heat. But I mean, I'm I'm can't have my I don't have much experience on two p.m. games in March because, as I said, I live five six hours away from the Goldie. So, um, any game I've gone to has been at night time, which has been a lot more pleasant. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I I don't know. I I just don't think it should be happening, especially with Gold Coast. Give give Canberra the two p.m. games, not us. Um, I sort of I don't know, man. One. I don't know, man. Have you have you ever spent a summer like Have you ever spent a summer in Canberra? Nothing like I understand. I understand how bad it is on the Gold Coast, but the sun in Canberra is it, it burns different. There's well, something about that sun that it, it is bullshit hot down there. You know, you just, all, all these, all these bloody, all the cookers going down there for their for their protests, and they they're like, oh my god, I'm blistering because they spent three days in the sun, not realizing that the sun in Canberra is like burns twice as hot. Well, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> the government, the government's burning us. No, you idiot. You just didn't wear sunscreen for three days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was just. Cold all round down there. No, so. no, mate. It's a, it's just a different place down there. It's just like can advise, do not go. Yeah. There you go, then. Um, <laughs> I asked for the first question. There, yeah, it's easily the best death we've ever had. And I mean, like that's always been, I guess, one of the big things that the club has suffered. You know, like when we had Prince Campbell, Rochester Golden, our and we lost for a few years. We didn't have those guys that come in and still do not not as good as a job, but do a pretty dang good job of, you know, replicating a Prince or Campbell, Rogers, et cetera. Um, and as I said, we, we saw that for years after those boys started to drop off the side, which is, you know, we had fucking Brad Ty playing in the centres at one point. And no. I said, you know, Falone at Hooker again with touch base. Alvin Kelly and oh, like it, it, that's that's where it got. I mean, to, our marquee just... our marquee signing back then was fucking five year deals for Will Zilman. Like fuck, oh, like we signed Jamal Idris for five years. Oh, Dave Taylor. Oh my god. So oh, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, like you know, it, it, and that's what it was like for so long, and now. What we have is guys who I have talent, but B, you can see if they really are buying into what Justin is saying at the club. You can see if they're really buying into what he wants to accomplish, the culture that's building there. That hasn't happened for years. Yeah, and, and you can also see the succession plan too with guys like Jojo Fafita and 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 uh, oh yeah, Fasul Malawi and you know Turner and you know all these. You know, you can see the plan for five years ahead, whereas yeah. we never had a plan for five years ahead. No, yeah. and that's what cost us in the long run, you know. Yeah. When, when Prince 
when Prince left Brisbane, who did we have? When Campbell retired, who did we have? When Rogers retired in 2010, you know, we had to call him back for crying out loud that year <laughs> in 2011. Like, that's, that's the sheer, you know, severity of our lack of depth in our history. The fact that we had to yeah. recall Matt Rogers from retirement and play six. Yeah. Like, and full credit goes to, to, to Meninga and, and, and the Kellys and Frizzells and, and, and Brennan for, for organising, like, for getting that, the catchment and the pathways and development. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Like as as we've we've touched on in the first couple of episodes as well. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's great. No, that's right. It's a good time. Good time to be a Titans fan. It is. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great point by you guys. We sort of we always had that short sidedness with the Idris signings and even the Kevin Proctor signings and stuff. We've always just thought of. We think we're going to turn it around overnight, and we're going to buy this guy who really isn't isn't that hot flash anyway, and we'll we'll pay him the big bucks, and uh, they'll drag us back to the the um the good times. But no, I think finally they've realised that not just now you need to build a young side now, and then have young guys in the reserves that can come in and yeah. down the track they're gonna they're gonna be starters and this and that. So. Yeah, finally they figured out. So I'll, I'll agree with you guys. I think it's the best depth we've had. Um, even those 2010 days, we we really didn't have great depth. Um, so, yeah, I think it, obviously we might get proven wrong over the year if, if the depth comes in and it's terrible. But on paper, you'd, you'd have to think it look, looks bloody good. So, um, yeah, so we'll go to question number two, a new new one this week. So... Uh, thanks for tuning in and, and following the page. We've got at CF Celtics. Uh, it's a pretty good question, um, one we've sort of don't want to don't want to have to answer. But um, will Big Greg Marju hold his spot when Corey is fit and ready? I honestly think drop Herbert and play Phil in the centres and put Corey on the wing. So, what are your thoughts, fellas? Yeah, I'm not like Corey will get back into the side when he's right. Like, that, that'll happen. But it's who do you drop? Because I, my mindset is more so put Marsu into the centres because I'm pretty sure that's where he played a lot of his under-20s. I could be completely mistaken. But Marsu to the centre, Corey to the wing, keep Sami and Kelly together. Because, um, yeah, just... I don't want to see that combination broken up on the left-hand side, especially now with AJ playing six. You can see it just in one game, that connection that he has with Sami with that beautiful cutout pass. Um, you don't really want to break something up that's really working. And as, as rough as it is on Herbert, because, you know, I, I really like the guy. At the end of the day, Thompson's better for him. And Marju, you know, he offers more. I, I would say even Herbert, maybe defensively, but even then Herbert's been defensively a bit mad the last two games. But again, it's only round two, so I can't really... I, I don't know. I'm just going to keep rambling on now. But yeah, I think... It's, it's Mar- a good problem to have. Then. Like, how, do you, how do you drop Marju? Like, he was yeah. a bit ordinary in defence in round one, but like, look at him, mate. He's, what is he getting? Like 200 metres a game. He, does, he, just, he just eats metres for fun. 
He scores tries like just effortlessly. You know, the, the defend, I don't know how you drop him for Corey Thompson. And I'm a big Corey fan. Um, I just don't know how Corey gets his way in. Like, you, you don't change a winning side. I just don't know how he... How, like, it's, it's, a, it's a good problem to have. I, I don't want to be... I'd hate to be Justin Holbrook going up to either one of Sami, Maju, Patrick Herbert and saying, sorry, we're winning, but you're not playing this week. Like, yeah, I, I just don't know how you justify it. No, it's 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 bloody tough, and um, I'm sort of I'm sort of torn. I think Paddy Herbert he's he's sort of on his last chance if he keeps keeps the way he's playing up. I think it, it's just a bit disappointing. He he put in such a bloody good game in the All Stars to start the year. He's basically a man of the match um, for the Maori All Stars, and then last week the defensive efforts were just. As, as we know, I think Paris scored about five tries down that side, um, and yeah. and even this week it it, it just it, even his his runs out of dummy half when on our kick returns they're sort of just crabbing along along the field and and getting tackled a meter or two gain, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, but he's it he was great last year for us, and I, there is a player in there, so. Another thing, like, as you said, how do you bloody drop Marju? But is it the combination that Paddy and Corey Thompson had at the back end of last year? Is it, do, do they work together better than Paddy and Marju? Like, thinking yeah. combination wise, is that, is that sort of the. the... We, haven't seen, we haven't seen Greg pass yet. Like, we don't know what his no. left to right pass is like. <laughs> It's just it's a tough one. That's a good question. I, I I honestly don't know how you you like even though as you said, Anthony, he's not playing that great. I don't know how you break up a winning side. Like no, no. Unless I'm very unless, I'm very superstitious too. Like you know, if if something's working, whether whether it's not a hundred percent, I'm I, I'm just I'm very superstitious about breaking up a winning formula. Yep. No. And he's got like he's. Dropout, like he can, he can kick it seventy meters on the fly with his dropouts. Yeah, yeah, and the players, the players there, like he was um, all. He was over. one of our best last year. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. he was all over Dave Fafita and in the All Stars, the second half, he was sort of, he was the only one that was willing to tackle him, and he is, he's known for being a stronger defensive center. So I, I don't, I don't really know what's happened, but. You you definitely don't go tossing him out straight away. I don't think you you got to give him a chance to uh, at least an, another month or two to sort of prove and um, work on himself. But hopefully, because as uh, the players there, we know he can do it. But it's just I don't know if, like I said, it's the the combinations not working, him and Marju not talking properly, or um, as I said, man. But I think. As we touched on earlier, mate, it's just that whole right-hand side is just clunky at the moment. Yeah. And once once they iron that out, and they, you know, and that's a lot to do with Toby being Toby. You know, he's what six games, five games in his career. So there's a lot. There's, he's probably got a lot of you know lateral movement when he goes right because passing left to right is a bit awkward, and you know everyone, you know, it's who knows like. If they can just iron that out and they can get their lines and Dave, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I think a lot to do with Patrick's um, lack of form has a lot to do with Dave's and Toby's and, and JC's lack of um, cohesion. Yeah. So once they start getting together, because I mean, let's, let's be honest, what has Kelly done this year so far? He hasn't really done anything. He hasn't really turned the, he hasn't sort of, hasn't had one of those, oh fuck, that's Kelly, that's a Kelly moment. No. So, um, you know, to say, to, to, to single out Patty Herbert's probably a bit, a bit premature. So I'm happy to keep, as long as they keep winning and as long as they keep performing, I'm happy to keep the team as is. And it's just as much as I love Corey and, and as much as I think he deserves a spot somewhere, I just don't know how you, how you get him in there. No, no, it's, and, and Greggy Marju, that the meters, like, and it, it's the things, the stats, well, they obviously, they do show it, but just watching the game fully, like, his kick return head, head, is just mate, the ghost. The, the ghost of Seabus. You can't get. You can't drop the defender of Gold Coast. Like <laughs> he's the ace. He's just racking up bodies. You can't drop a man with calves like that. Is you can't get away with it. So, oh, it's a it's a headache, but it's um yeah. As you boys have said, it's it's a bloody good one to have, I suppose. So, um, uh, good question. Thanks. Celtics. All right, we'll move on to a, a new question, another another new um, new user that's followed us. So um, at Lembretta GP nineteen seventy one, pretty good question. What has pleased you slash disappointed you? Wait for me to finish it. Most over the first two rounds. Hmm. Um, I would have to say, pleased me the most is. I'd have to just say Toby Sexton. Um, just his, just his maturity on field. He seems to be. He's got an old head on him, and he's not flustered. And uh, we've we've mentioned a few times. I just think he's got. He's just he's just got so much time with ball in hand, and and I'm just really, I'm happy with where he's at, but I'm just so excited of what. Like, I think his ceiling is. Very, very high. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put the Luke Brooks on him, but this, this, the potential for this kid, if if he just keeps trending the way he is, is is like, you know, we we could be looking at something special here. So, uh, I'm, I'm, that's the way he's trending is, is what's pleased me the most, um, and disappointed me probably just. I don't want to say it because. I'm a big, big believer in him, as we've talked about, but just the lack of Dave Fafita involvement uh, at the moment. But I'm sure that's going to turn around in the next few weeks and, and he's just getting some steam on. He's getting some some metres in the legs. But, yeah, I think that's that's that's, that's where I'm at. I, I, I just want to see more out of him. And it's going to come. But, yeah, that's, that's probably been the biggest disappointment so far. Yeah. For me, I think what's pleased me the most is probably Philip Sarney. Um, like, I like I haven't always been the biggest fan of him because there has been times when he's sort of been on and off, but two games in and he's looking the best he has yeah. um, since he's been at the club. He looks really fit, looks really energetic. Um I mean, the Gufferina pretty much seals that. 
yeah, that's that's it. That was, yeah. oh, that's, probably best, yeah. that's probably the best moment to see yeah, something. One, one of the most iconic moments in Titans history. <laughs> yeah, put it in the museum. That's it. Hang it in the love. Yes. <laughs> oh, good to see. But um, yeah. no, I, I think Sami, I've really enjoyed watching him and it's really defensively as well. Pete has looked a lot better than previous years. Um, you know, and that connection he has with Brian Kelly just keeps working and it keeps developing on and on. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been really pleased about. As for disappointing, um, I'm just try- I want to try and stay clear of the same sort of... Uh, so I-, I guess it is just our first half defence, just the inconsistency there. Like, it just... It baffles me sometimes how in two weeks we've conceded all of our points, like tries, in one half of football, and then we go and hold the opposition out for another half. Like yep. that's that's like it's it's good that we're showing some def- defensive urgency in the second half, but it's also disappointing as to why can't this be 80 minutes or why can't yeah. this be at the very least 70, like not yeah. Like 20 plus points in one half, and then don't like anything in the second half because, again, I you know, yes, you might concede a point in the second half, but those 20 points that teams concede in the first might win them the game at the end of the day. Like, it's that's probably been the most disappointing thing for me so far. Yeah, it was a bit like that last year, too, though. But they turned it around coming towards the end, you know. Though, I know coming into the finals, they defended a lot, a lot better. and yeah, you know, I 100% agree with you, Tommy. But we, we, we got to remember, like, it's a very, very, very young side. Oh yeah, and that'll that'll come with you know with experience and opportunity. We're really if, developed if can, there. If the Titans can keep, like, if 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 Fafita, Tino, Mo, Firma, um. You know, and Kelly and, and, and these guys, if, if they can stay together for four or five years and, and, and oh, Toby yeah. and AJ stay together, like, mate, like, look at what they're doing now. And they're, they're so inexperienced and so young and so naive when it comes to footy experience like that. It's, it's hard yeah. not to get frustrated and expect so much out of them, but you just got to remember yeah. how young they are. And when they when they get you know when they start to get into their mid to late twenties, these guys are going to be a fucking force. Yeah. No, spot on. Exactly. It's to to be doing that at only twenty, twenty one, twenty two, up to twenty five years old. It's it's crazy, and it it just goes to show once they get the experience under the belt, like you said, it's it's scary to think what they can achieve, and hopefully we can hold on to all of them. Is is the other one which. Oh, as, as rugby league shows, we probably unfortunately won't be able to keep them all forever. But um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll ride on the back of you boys a little bit. Um, I think the pleasing thing has been when we're on, our attack is like one of the best to watch in the comp. Um, like even the brother, he's a, he's a Broncos diehard, hates the Titans with a passion, but he actually, he said the other day, he said, we're so exciting to watch and we're such a good team to watch, um, which 
obviously we haven't haven't heard neutral fans or fans of <laughs> uh, let alone Broncos fans saying saying that to us um, for years and years. So I think when we're on, we're we're one of the best teams in the comp, and it feels like we can throw throw enough at other sides to worry them and throw them off their tilt as we did with Parramatta, who they look like they're going to be a top four side possibly. So it shows we can we can worry the the top teams, but leading into that, probably the disappointing is when we're off, we're really off. Um, and yep. um, you boys have already touched on it pretty well, but it's it's like they just go to sleep um, or come out of half time, still half asleep um, or something. So that's the sort of stuff you need to figure out. And being a young side, it's going to happen. Um, but I think um, like just watching 360 this week, um, and it's, it's been a while since this has happened, but all four journos, Kent, Anasta, Hooper, all of them, that they sort of were actually talking about us and, and saying how much they were impressed with what they saw. So it's been a while since the top. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, I know. I just about had it. Oh, damn. Oh, I almost went <laughs> cardiac arrest here. And it, um, what, some positive feedback from Fox NRL. Oh, exactly. That's right. Usually they just completely ignore us or it's only the oh, back. Shit on us. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So to hear that, that they actually think we're a genuine side was bloody. But that's, that, you know, that, that, it, it filters through the rest of rugby league. Like I listened to another podcast this week in league and share Nate, Jay, and Glenn. Um, they, like, they also, they're perennial Titans shitter on us, you know, like they shit on us nonstop. But even they're coming to the party and saying, you know, we are, the Titans are probably the most exciting team to watch because you're going to get 30 points out of us and you don't know what you're going to get out of the fence. And if you're, if you're a neutral, you, you tune in to every Titans game because what's Dave Fafita going to do? What's Jaden Campbell going to do? What's AJ Brimson going to do? What's, what's, what's Toby Sexton going to do? How many points are they going to let in? Like, yep. you know, is it going to be 30 all with two minutes to go? Like what's going to happen? Like it's, you know, as a fan, as a Titans fan, it's, it fucking sucks sometimes, but, as a neutral, like that's yeah, you know, you'd love watching that sort of shit, you know. And it's it's you know, I, I love I love watching you know I love watching Tigers games because I want to see how much the opposition going to rack up. Um, so you know, it's just you just want to see what they can do, you know. So it's good to see, it's good to hear people talking us about about us about you know the excitement that we're bringing, and it just goes to show the, the sort of football that Justin Holbrook's bringing. So. Yeah, good question. Uh, exactly, that's right. It's um, heading in the right direction. So hopefully we haven't jinxed them this week and we get twenty or thirty put on us in Canberra. But um, <laughs> it's looking, it's yeah. looking bright light at the end of the tunnel. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, we'll go with that. But um, yeah, uh, we'll, last question. We sort of already talked about him a little bit earlier, but it's a question from at the Steve S eighty nine, and he says. Would you rather Patrick Herbert or Conrad Hurrell? Big Connie. <laughs> oh. I felt happy. One of my most favourite um, favourite footy moments I've ever been to, like a live game. It was uh, Titans versus Newcastle. I was on the 20-metre line, right, like two rows back. And... Um, Ah, fuck, what was his name? Play for Newcastle. Jaden Feeney? 
Jalen Feeney, I think it was. Um, Conrad Hurrell absolutely fucking destroyed this kid and and ripped the soul out of his... I mean, Feeney (laughs) Feeney was running the ball out. Conrad Hurrell come in and absolutely folded him in half, like broke his ribs. Feeney dropped the ball. Titans had it. They pass it inside for one play then pass it back to Hurrell on the next play. And Hurrell just steamrolled this broken man, like, and just absolutely, like, trampled him like he was a rotten piece of tissue and just planted the ball over his dead body. And I swear to God, like, it was, it all happened in the space of 45 seconds. And I just watched a man get murdered on a football field. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy. And, and, and that, what was it, in uh, 2010 or 11 against the Storm at Brisbane, the comeback 36 to 34, where Anthony Don batted the ball back. It was a Kane LG kick to the left, to the right-hand side. Anthony Don leaps up, bats it back to, to Conrad Hurrell, who burrows over for the, for the winning, for one of the most famous Gold Coast victories ever. Oh, that was sensational. I mean, Connie, Connie's been iconic for the for the five years he was there. So I, I mean, I, I love Paddy Herbert. I'm t- picking Connie. Every, like I, I, I would still take him now. Yeah. I, I'm pretty much in the impression of Connie Harrell. Like, if you get a if you get a fit and fire in Connie Harrell, like nobody is stopping him. And I think what was the year? It was it was the game against the Raiders in 2018, Garth's first game. It was something like 20 points to six down at halftime. Oh, yeah. And I, and I just remember, um, I think Ash has put kicked it, kick in. It's come off the post. And Connie Harrell is right there. And it just swoops on the ball, gets underneath the post and scores. He, but, um, he, mur- he murdered Croker that game. Too, didn't he? Like, oh, he just, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> hold him like the Lord. He, yep. he, he's just got a, he's got a body count. Like, yeah. Conrad, Conrad Harrell just destroyed souls, yeah. And, and that's uh, like, I'm just imagining it now. Imagine a right hand side, uh, yeah, imagine you're on the left hand side of the defense and you're coming up against Dave with the feeder, Conrad. Pack it up and go home. <laughs> and, and like, don't get me wrong, Paddy Herbert is not far off Connie's style, like the size, but he just doesn't have the impact that, that Connie had. Like, Conrad no. Arrow was just an absolute cannonball. Yeah. Mate, that's yeah. a nightmare fuel. Imagine, imagine that. Oh, imagine, imagine, imagine if you're like Croker and 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 um, Croker and Charles Nickel Coldstone, and you're like, you've got fucking Fafita, Nicky, <laughs> and fucking Marju. Jesus Christ! And Toby Sexton, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh. that's a bloody oh. No, what can we make that happen? I, I don't know what Connie's doing nowadays. But maybe get on the phone. He's, still, he's playing for he's still playing for Leeds, isn't he? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's get him back to Australia and make that happen. It might, well, be just, just Connie just 2023. Just at him every day. Yeah. Oh, mate, I, I was I was at him for ages when he left. I was like, you fucking, you can't leave us with a slut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Nah, exactly. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you, boys, that it might be a little bit of recency bias with how Paddy's playing at the moment. But Connie, I just absolutely loved him. He, he had his moments, as we know. He had his, had his shockers and stuff like that. But it, most games, he was he was pretty bloody good. Um, and as you guys said, he, he would absolutely kill a guy. And you know it's worse. When a guy runs over you, tramples you, kills you, and then he blows a kiss to the camera over you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's That's the Connie Hurrell experience. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. He just absolutely <laughs> murders someone on the field and blows a kiss, and everyone just loves it. So, um, yeah, it's hard to forget the moments with Connie, and I was lucky enough to be at that double header where he scored the the match winner oh, over the storm is oh, it was amazing amazing scene oh what a time mate i, I was uh, i was in tamora at, the, at that that night i was at i was at a pub um, pretty good pretty good little pub called the terminus on the railway and there's a few of the local tamora footy boys there and they're all like st george and you know because of dragon the, the tamora dragons um but yeah, and uh, I was I was obviously the only Titan supporter within Kui of the joint. And they were the whole night. They're just giving me shit, giving me shit. And when when that happened, I just fucking just made That's an it. absolute prick of myself. <laughs> That's what footy's about, isn't it? <laughs> mate, that's it, though. Yeah, mate, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, that, that's I, like, I, I remember that double header because, yeah, we were sitting behind some Storm fans, me and the old man, and... Uh, all, all game, they were, oh, get them on, get them on side, you cheating type. Oh, yeah. do it every week. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I know this is when they were at their sort of, they were all wrestling and everything like that. So uh, just and, and- get the match winner in front of them and go berserk over the top of them. Was, it, was, it was a good moment. That's all footy. <laughs> Those double headers too, that was always Manly versus Brisbane yep. before. And then, and Manly had always just absolutely annihilated Brisbane. Yes. Yeah. So what a what a night. Oh, brilliant! He's been night. getting absolutely getting a train run on him by Manly, and then fucking Gold Coast yeah. overcoming. Mate, that's the dream. tough dreams. Dreams are made of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Another night to never that. forget. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh well, it's a, a challenge to Paddy Herbert this week if he can run through Tomoko and sit him on his ass. We might change our answers here. So. Open challenge to Paddy Herbert to do a Connie Hurrell on Matt Tomoko for the Raiders. We've, we've, you've got this, Paddy. We, we believe in you, bud. Easy. We've, we've always been Paddy Herbert fans, mate. Exactly. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm taking Connie. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep. So, no, definitely um, that'll do for the questions this week. That's all we've got. But um, definitely keep sending them in. Ones like that. Um, comparing two players, past and present, we always love them ones. So, just um, yeah, shoot them through, guys, and we'll discuss them every week on the pod. Love it. Yeah, there's some good ones this week. Very good. Very good. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Anything else, fellas? You got anything else to uh, to add on for this for this week? Uh, no, I don't. Thanks. So. I think we've pretty much covered it all. I just, I yes, like we said, I just want to say an 80 minute performance. I don't want any of this. Oh, we can say 20 points and a half and then defend for a half. Like as good as that is, I just want to say 80 minutes of defensive effort 
scoring points and coming away with W, if it has to be ugly again, it's going to be ugly. But those games are character builders. And as I said, like before, I talked about with such a young side, you need those games that have got to build character and, you know, will make um, those younger boys, especially the forwards, really understand what they have to do in those final minutes to stay in the game. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've got. And yeah, you know, hope the girls do well, make the finals. It'd be great for the first year. Um, yeah. yeah, rip into Newcastle. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, I'm out of isolation. I think Saturday morning. So it's bloody oh, big day. Yeah, big, big Saturday. Big Saturday on the way. Might might head down to the to the park and kick a few goals or or run straight at some some old people or something like that. I don't know something. <laughs> <laughs> the blood pump. Just start, just start, just start doing some uh, Greg Marjorie fans on a four-year-old on a trike. You're like, that's it. Yeah, and, then, and then blow a kiss over the top of him. Funny how <laughs> Yeah, just some funny, some funny hurls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, other than that, just um, yeah, looking forward to two games of footy, and it'd be it'd be incredible yeah. for the club first women's season to to make the finals. That would be. Awesome. So hopefully put a number on Newey and um, hopefully you're right, Matt, in your two predictions. 13 plus Titans in both games would be, would be lovely. Put it put it in your multis. Oh, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm just looking forward to sitting on the couch for, for the first time this year and, and watching the boys rip in. Uh, meat stock on Sunday. Looking forward to eating some meat. And... Um, yeah, looking forward to Dave Fafita having 15 runs, 180 metres, two line breaks, one line break assist, six offloads and 10 tackle busts. Let's go. Yep. All right, that'll do us for episode five. Thank you very much for listening and thanks for all your Twitter questions. Um, Really appreciate it, guys. The community is growing and we love to see it and we love to get involved and we love you guys getting involved and please keep them coming. Um, send all your memes to us. We are meme lords. You can interact with us on Twitter at, at Bad Life Titans. Um, Anthony is at GC underscore Anthony. Tom is at Jetzo underscore 10 and I am Hammers, H-Y-M-M-E-R-Z. Don't forget to um, support the, at the Biggest Tiger and his Sports Best Friends Network. Um, they have some great podcasts out there and about and um, get involved with them all um, and interact with everyone there. And thank you very much again for listening. Have a good weekend of footy. Thanks a lot, fellas. This has been a great pod. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Up the Titans. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.